We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their Creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty and the pursuit of happiness, that to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men, deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed, that whenever any form of government becomes destructive of these ends, it is the right of the people to alter or to abolish it, and to institute new government, laying its foundation on such principles and organizing its powers in such form, as to them shall seem most likely to affect their safety and happiness. Prudence, indeed, will dictate that governments long established should not be changed for light and transient causes, and accordingly all experience hath shown, that mankind are more disposed to suffer, while evils are sufferable, than to right themselves by abolishing the forms to which they are accustomed. But when a long train of abuses and usurpations, pursuing invariably the same object evinces a design to reduce them under absolute despotism, it is their right, it is their duty, to throw off such government, and to provide new guards for their future security. You're tuning into The Constitutionalist with Donnie the Don. Don't be political property, be free. Hello, hello, happy Thursday, everybody. Glad to have you all back on a fantastic day. Um, I'm going to put in the uh, live chat the website again because it has been updated. While we wait for a few folks to hop in here for the conversation. Hey, Shaka, how's it going? Yo, yo. <laughs> uh, while we're waiting on a few folks to get in here, the website has been updated and I have it where it syncs to um, the Congress's website. So whenever they have any kind of new bills or their meeting or something, it's supposed to sync over to the website so that you guys can see that. Also, I have it for the judicial branch as well. And I have it for the White House. So if you go to the website, you see some stuff with Biden and the White House. That's why you're seeing it because it's coming from the whitehouse.gov. And uh, with me telling you that on that note, I want to tell you all a few things. Uh, Biden administration announces this nearly um, $1 billion in bipartisan infrastructure law funding, improving their improving their area. So um, we have you see what's going on with the the um, airport industry and they're they're not sending one billion dollars over to them, um, especially right now. I, I just think that's strange to just just throwing all this money out. It's like we're slaves. Just suck us dry. Take every bit of money we have. You give it to other countries. You give it to all these companies, private companies, probably private companies, right? Why is our government giving all these companies money, our money all the time? It's a big issue. So you'll see all these different articles on here that that um, are coming from those websites. It's only like one other website for the most part that I've been using, the Federalist, um, that's going to sync over as well. So if you guys want to see what's going on uh, with the, the policies and laws and things like that, it's on the website. And on the top, it has the podcast, uh, this podcast pinned to it for Spotify. So it looks really cool. And the other thing that I have added to the, the website, the community section now has a group section. So if you guys want to have like a constitutionalist group in your state, just let me know. And I'll, I'll get that group set up for you. Right now, I have a national one just set up. Um, still working on some little tweet, uh, tweaks there. But um, yeah, so we can have, you guys can have dialogue and meet up in person and everything um, in your states and find more people like you. And, you know, you know, with the censorship on other platforms and things like that, you'll have that. 
But yeah, that's just the the first housekeeping uh, pieces. I just wanted to announce that about the website to you guys first before we get into the discussion today, which is the Supreme Court uh, creates new immunity for cops who violate the Fifth Amendment. Um, and this is a, a very important conversation that we need to have, especially when it's looking like our government's uh, trying to grow a police state. And people, I've, and I'm sitting there watching people, and it's crazy because the side that's supposed to be for the Constitution and our freedoms and rights are the ones saying they don't really care about this. Oh, where, they're like, where in the Fifth Amendment does it say this? Um, and, I, and I, here's my thing, too. A lot of people don't know or see past the First and Second Amendment because that's not what their parties have told them to think about. That's not what the media tells them to think about. That's how these public figures have told them to think about. So a lot of these people don't even know past the first and second come amendment of the Constitution or anything else outside of that. But before I um, dig into this, Shaka, did you want to add anything? Nope. Let's get ready for some football. Awesome. So what I'll do first is I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to tell you what the, the Fifth Amendment says. Um, for those who don't know um, and, and, you know, people who are learning and everything like that. Uh, let me tell you what the Fifth Amendment actually says before we get into this discussion. So you had this in mind um, of what the Fifth Amendment is. And while we're discussing this case, you'll um, understand why this is a big deal. Um, no person shall be held to answer for a capital or otherwise infamous crime unless on a precedent of indictment of a grand jury, except in cases arising um, in the land, naval forces, or in the militia, when in actual service in time of war or public danger. Nor shall any person be subject for the same offense to be twice put in jeopardy of life or limb, nor shall be compelled in any criminal case to be witness against himself, nor be deprived of life, liberty, or property without due process of law, nor shall private property be taken for public use without uh, compensation. So that is what the Fifth Amendment says. And I guess what I could do real quick is actually copy and paste you guys for the Fifth Amendment in the comment section so you can see it with your own eyeballs as well. Un momento, por favor. There we go. I want to copy and paste this into the comment section for y'all so you guys can actually visually see what the Fifth Amendment uh, says. I'm pulling this from Cornell Law School. Okay, live chat. And there it is. I paste the Fifth Amendment uh, for you guys there. So the crazy thing is no one was really talking about this case. Uh, it was overshadowed by the Roe versus Wade um, decision. And uh, uh, same day, um, it looks like as well. And no one was really talking about it. So this case that was being discussed, uh, and I think one of the biggest reasons why people say they don't really care about it, because it's, it's crazy how they sit there and use these kind of cases like this. And people think from a moral standpoint, why can I? OK, there we go. No, what? From a moral standpoint, they're saying, oh, you know, um, I, I think the guy should have been, been in trouble, but at the end of the day, we do have to look at our constitutional rights and freedoms. Where is that link that I sent you, Shaka? Because it's telling me my link is broken. Now I can't find it. Oh, no. Oh, no. But, um, did you 
DM you it or? Yep, I did, and I'm clicking on it, and now it's saying it's not working. Hmm. I'll find it. Hold on one second. Lo Santa, you guys. I am very sorry. Didn't expect my link not to work for that. Hmm. And I apologize because I'm not even on that device with the link. Yeah. Let's see here. I'm going to, while I'm pulling that up, I'm going to also send y'all the link of Rolling Stones discussion of it. Um, Miranda wrong. They title it. The Supreme court just a liberate, a one of the obliterated. I can't read you guys sometimes. Forgive me. Uh, one of our, our best checks on police abuse, the high court Thursday made it more difficult for victims to sue the police, um, if the police fail to read their rights, uh, relieving cops of consequences for violating the rights of people they arrest. Uh, most anyone, okay, ads. Um, I have to subscribe to read the full story now. These websites are really getting really annoying. Uh, most, okay, yeah, anyways. They, they charge you, they charge you to read the whole thing, and that's great. Yeah, it is, that's really, that's extremely ridiculous. I actually did put it on my website as well but i have this actually i had this article on the website but let me pull up the judicial decision miranda I want the direct link. I literally had this pulled up last night anyway. So this is a little more frustrating than a, uh, can you freestyle for me for a second while I'm pulling this up? Because uh, I don't want people just to be like confused, like why we're sitting having this conversation. And I'm trying to pull up this link. Well, thank well, you. I, I, I won't freestyle it, but I'll just go a little, <laughs> bit, a little bit further. Um, so a lot of people dealing with politics, they, um, they believe in rights and then they believe in non-rights depending on um, them as far as, you know, make a little bit of sense to them, what's comfortable for them. Um, Miranda rights for anybody that's, um, let's be honest, um, you got the left um, that's supposedly anti-police and then you got the right that's um, supposedly pro-police, let's, you know, give or take. That situation right there, um, it starts to divide and it's not even a moral conversation anymore. It's like dealing with rights. Do you have them or do you, you not? I believe that we should have rights. Miranda, like I said, those are only just, you know, there to protect you from uh, incriminating yourself and allowing you to know what you've been arrested for or if you're being arrested or detained or whatever the case be. Because just with my time dealing with the police, if you're not read the Miranda right or you're not, you know, even read your Miranda rights, it's kidnapped. Um, mm -hmm. So I, I believe a lot of people, um, we'd be like, oh, those are criminals or, you know, they did this, they did that. That's correct. They are criminals. They are supposed to go to jail. But it's a process that you let this person know why they're going to jail or whatever case be. Lately, they've been telling us that they don't have to read us our Miranda rights and we've been accepting it. 
which is crazy as hell because you're supposed to always your rights are always supposed to get read. And uh, one thing that you you need to understand is they program us to um, to not fight for our rights. They program us to to look at things in a different lens. But every movie that you watch with a cop arresting somebody, they say you have the right to remain silent. Every time they don't just arrest the person and say get your ass in the car. They say you got the, mm-hmm. the you hear the clicking of the of the handcuffs and then what you hear after that you have the right to remain silent. Every movie. Um, you haven't watched one movie where somebody got the handcuffs and then just, you know, got through in the car. I'll wait for that movie. It might be one or two. But uh, every time you hear the, the clicking of the handcuffs, you hear the click, click, you got the right to remain silent, and then they're getting in the car. Um, those are your rights that protect you in the court of law, and uh, those are the rights that you need to um, not self-incriminate yourself. Um which they get a lot of people to do because um, a lot of us can't afford attorneys after the Miranda situation. You have a whole other situation where you're supposed to have counsel or you're supposed to plead the fifth um, that protects you from having counsel or protects you from um, saying anything that they will use against you in court. So hopefully that freestyle was good. Go. It was real good. It was real good. It gave me a good time. So the problem is, <laughs> when I go to click on the new document for Adobe, it's pulling up the other things I have been reading and I have downloaded instead of the one I had already saved. I don't know why it's doing that. I might need to update my Adobe app or something, but um, that's, that's what's going on. But I already had it saved in there, so I have it pulled up now. Um, you know, I think his name is, is pronounced Teko, T E K. O-H is Vega versus Teco. And so the story is here with his situation. Um, he got accused of um, penetrating a woman in the, in the medical center with his, inappropriately. Uh, it's considered a sexual assault. Uh, the cops got called. Um, he was sitting there talking to him and telling them information, but he, uh, they didn't give him his Miranda rights. So what he's trying to do is is they use the cops use his statements in court. And so but he actually didn't lose his case. Um, but the fact that him, he's upset the fact they use those statements and is out publicly, you know, especially when you in your profession at the medical center, how that can be damning to you for damages. And so the first thing I, I'm thinking of here is like, I guess some people's first response will be, well, screw him. He he did it. He um, he's uh, and he should be in jail or prison. But the things the cops did a disservice by not um, reading Miranda rights and then using that in the court of law and then this woman not getting the justice that she deserves. But the thing that's important of this is I think it's strange that they will use this case and, and that kind of an important discussion because it, it kind of like makes you feel like, oh, it checks your moral values opposed to your rights. So people will pick their moral values. Okay. So in cases when you actually, the cops are, here's another thing I was reading in this too. They also try to say that, well, if the, the cops weren't beating you or, or mentally trying to manipulate you, psychologically manipulate you into speaking against yourself without having an attorney present. Um, they say a lot of times some of these courts, courts have ruled, um, in that favor, they're kind of saying in this guy's case, they didn't like do psychological, um, tactics and they didn't physically attack him. So there was some other things about, uh, that case too. They're using this one. Now, 
what he wanted to do is, is sue the police officers that um, put out those statements. And so the discussion here is, well, what's the, what did the courts actually rule here? So we have, uh, I put the link in the live chat so you guys can skim through and take a look at it. They're going here and discussing a all, all, all bunch of different cases and examples. And they're coming to the conclusion for this um, instead of suing. So they're talking about Section 1983. Let me uh, get a copy and paste this for you guys so you guys can see what Section 83 is. I'm explaining to you what that is. They're saying that that's already in place. And that should be what that that's enough to cover. And they're saying that you can't sue police officers for this. So um, remedies. Here we go. And I'm going to give you guys the link so you guys can see exactly what this is. Copy and paste it over to you guys. Copy, send it to you guys in the group chat. There you go. There we go. Okay, Section 1983 remedies. The Supreme Court has held that Section 1983 creates a species of tort liability. Thus, the Supreme Court has held that in a tort law, Section 93, plaintiffs is entitled to receive only nominal damages not to exceed $1 unless she or he can prove actual damages. The jury is not entitled to place a monetary value on constitutional rights of which the plaintiff has been deprived. Plaintiffs bear the burden, therefore, of presenting evidence of all expenses inquired, incurred, such as medical, psychiatric expenses, lost wages, and any damages due to pain, suffering, emotional distress, or damage to reputation. The plaintiff is also under a burden of mitigate uh, his damages and the award of damages may be reduced to the extent that the plaintiff failed to do so. Um, a Section 1983 plaintiff is also required to prove that a federal right was violated. And similar to the tort law, that the alleged violation was proximated or legal cause of the damage that the plaintiff has suffered. So that's what that is. So they're saying, OK, well, that's already covered. But, you know, you have the you have to prove yourself that you what damages you have acquired or what you have lost. So let me get back to what the judges are talking about here. We'll get to their conclusion. Um, so it was page nine. You guys are looking with me. I'm going to be looking at page 19. Scrolling. Keep on scrolling. So many pages for all these little these decisions. Not little, but these decisions. Here we go. I'll do the last page, and then I'm going to page 19. Okay. So today, the court strips individuals of the ability to seek remedy for violations of the right recognized Miranda. And sorry, recognized in Miranda. The majority observes that the defendants may still seek the suppression of trial of statements obtained and a violation of Miranda's procedures. But sometimes such a statement will not be suppressed. Catch that? Sometimes it will not be suppressed. And sometimes as a result, a defendant will be wrongly convicted and spend years in prison. He may succeed on appeal and in the conviction re- in the conviction reversed. 
but then what remedy does he have for all the harm that has they have suffered? The point of 1983 is provide such redress um, because a remedy is a vital component of any scheme of vindicating um, chastised constitutional guarantees, uh, Gomez versus uh, Toledo, 46 U.S. 635-639-1980. The majority here also elsewhere um, injures the right by denying the remedy. And they say Egbert versus Bull, 596 U.S. 2022. I respectfully dissent. Now let me go to, that was the ruling. So I was crazy because some people were coming like, they didn't say that. that didn't, they didn't say that the media is lying, but I'm like, I'm reading it in, um, near myself. So I'm not for sure what 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 was wrong about those um, articles. Besides, you know, they had their own flavor, their own perspective on certain things. But where is page 19? 16. Now we're starting from one. There is another piece in here that was talking about cops not being able to be sued. It was on page 19, but I'm not seeing page 19 because I took this note to look at page 19. And I think it's because my app isn't showing me my page numbers on the side. There you go. There's 19. Got you guys. Found it. Okay. Vega versus uh, TK. Exclusion of unwarned statements should be a complete and sufficient remedy. Because a violation of Miranda is not itself a violation of the Fifth Amendment, and because we see no justification for expanding Miranda to confer a right to sue, under 1983, the judgment of the course of appeals is reversed and the cases remained for further proceedings and consistent with this opinion. So it is so ordered. So I'm going to copy and paste that piece for you guys into this section so you can read it yourselves and have it. But I did give you guys a link to this file as well. Oh, my goodness. I do need to update this app because I can't even copy and paste things. It's crazy. But the thing is... This is really important because you guys have to have your rights. They like like Stocker was saying earlier. That's kidnapping, and then and, you know you can be in the middle of taking having a shower or something. They bust in and then they come and take you and they don't read the rights your rights to you. No one knows where you're at. You're missing. You can't tell them what's going on. And on top of it, um, if they sometimes they'll act like oh nothing's going on here and you're having a conversation with them like normal and then they're like okay we're going to arrest you and then use those statements against you you with the fifth amendment going back to that discussion there's a due process and they can't go outside that process now it sucks and it's it's terrible what happened to this young lady um and the, the, the 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 blame has to go back to the police officers because they didn't follow proper protocol and then for them to say what i just read to you guys that oh there's nothing in the fifth amendment that you know there has to be a miranda right well, that was there, that piece right there where it says, nor shall any person be subject for the same offense, to, not that part, hold on, nor shall be compelled in any criminal case to be a witness against himself. That, that is that piece right there. So you're not sitting there running your mouth and telling on yourself. So we come to this point where we, we in, in this country, we had to have justice. We had to have our rights and liberties. What, what is going to, with those rights are not there, what's going to protect us in the future? So this case, I don't like they use this case in particular, but they could have used any other case. But when it comes to particular cases, say, say you have, say you, I like to use an example all the time because I think uh, marijuana being illegal is not right. But say, you know, the cops like, I smell marijuana in your car or something. And you're just like, oh, he's like, do you have any on you? And then you're like, oh, yeah. Like, you don't have to say that. 
you know, but like they haven't read you your rights either yet. So it's like you're not, but then they come around the court and say, hey, yeah, I smelled marijuana in the car and they verbally told me, here's my, my body cam. They verbally told me they had it in the car, so they broken the law. And then this person's getting in trouble for it. And so it's, it's like one big, I guess, one of the biggest, um, <laughs> the biggest uh, advice I can give you is don't talk to them. Just don't say anything to these uh, police officers because, you know, who are they going to be working for? They don't work for the people. They work for the state. They work for the government, the ones who are who are using them to enforce these laws. Um, so that's what's going on. That's what this case is. That's what's going on with the Fifth Amendment. It is a big deal. Um, honestly, I don't see why people aren't making it as much of a big deal as they're making about Roe versus Wade being overturned. But they did this on purpose because... Those public figures, they're not paying attention to this. They're not putting us, us up there. They're, not, they're still talking about Roe versus Wade. I don't see anybody outside protesting in the middle of the street and at the court screaming their head off about their Fifth Amendment right being taken away. Because a lot of times people don't know what their rights are, so they don't know what they're going to be out there screaming and standing up for. Um, abortion rights do not exist in the Constitution, but our Fifth Amendment right does exist in the Constitution, and we don't have people out there actually fighting for actual rights and liberties where they're fighting for something that's not even right. And I'm gonna lay my plate on that part and see what Shaka wanted to add to that. Well, like I said, you know that was I knew. Um, like I said, me and you talk off off the you know pod and everything else. Um, every time it's a big story, it's something. It's always something behind it. Every last time, like anything that you see that's in that's in your face, it's something in the back that's you know that you need to pay attention to. But um. Me and you talked earlier about, you know, just um, being slaves in the United States, um, you know, having a police state. Um, a lot of people don't understand that the police state is already here. They just need to execute it. And what you're starting to see is now your rights are actually getting taken, taken away. Um, they don't have to listen to you. Uh, they don't have to read you their rights. Uh, the police is not going to be uh, responsible for trampling over your rights but any job that you have right now um you know you're supposed to be a person that um you know that's liable for any let's just say a doctor whenever you know they mess up you know got a malpractice or whatever case be you know you you can't put in anything to protect him from not having malpractice you mess up you're supposed to face the consequences now what they're going to start doing is the Miranda, me personally, this is just my theory. I like to tell people when it's a theory, and then I like to tell people when facts are facts. My theory is they have to they have to attack the Miranda so when they start doing these illegal searches and they start doing these illegal raids, these no-knock raids and this red flag, uh, they'll be protected under that. So right now, um, a lot of people are not paying attention to how they um the puzzle piece fits together. They're going after guns, gun control, red flag, um, you know, no Miranda rights. As far as, you know, like what does that tell you? They're about to, you know, they're pushing this gun control, mass shootings, everything else. It's time basically to, you know, we always say that the time is coming, but it's like they're showing you with the the leg not legislation, but just court wise, um, what their intentions are. So um, there's a lot of people in here. I know we want to talk about other stuff, but this is actually something serious because if you look across the globe, uh, you'll understand what a police state is. And we're definitely in a police state. They just got to disarm us. Yeah, definitely. 
And this whole thing too, where I'm happy about the red flag laws and things like that. When you have like the same group who says they stand for your constitutional rights and your freedoms and liberties, but they really don't, they're always telling people just comply, just comply, just comply. So when the police come knocking at their doors, like Shaka was stating, and if you decide not to comply, well then the people that you were just yelling out on the other side, this whole division thing we have here going on, they're not going to feel any sympathy for you. Like, well, I thought you said to comply. So before you all start getting on social media and running your mouths and telling people they didn't need to comply, that that's what they want. They want you guys to talk away and, and fight away your rights so that you guys. So we're sitting there looking dumb when it happens to you. So my whole thing is I did do this, do the discussion on Jalen Walker, a whole a live video. And yes, it's on here, but the live video would be better for you all to watch because you can see with your own two eyes um, what was going on. The guy the guy, they said that there was un, a non-specified traffic violation. And he didn't have priors, didn't have a warrant. The cops are chasing after him because he runs away, runs away, and then proceeds to run. People go, well, he shouldn't have ran. Well, if you're not doing anything wrong, it's 1230 in the morning. Like, you don't know this story. We don't know what was going on. But my whole thing is you can't even, after... The June 27th and the day before 4th of July, you can't tell us what you're pulling him over for in the first place. That's the first place you need to start. When you guys see any kind of engagement with the police and something's happening, ask what the stop was for. What? Why they? Why are they engaging with someone in the first place? Because my first question is, was their constitutional rights being violated? That was the first thing I asked. That's one of the reasons why I did discuss this converse, this, uh, this situation is because of that. And so you, so at the end of the day, this whole divide thing where, well, let me just own the libs. Let me just own, own the, 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 the right wingers. This is, this is old. Like I'm, I'm so tired of seeing these posts all the time, about owning somebody. It's like you guys are shitting away your constitutional rights and you, and you, and you should actually read them and know them. Cause I literally put this, even on Gab, I was a little disappointed. I put this stuff on Gab and they're like, oh, well, the Miranda rights isn't in the constitution. I like, let me pull up the fifth amendment for you so you can read it. Like you have to, if you don't talk, if you don't know what you're talking about, go read. If you see something and you don't know, go do some research and read. Don't start talking yet because it don't make any sense. Read it and look into it first and then come and share your opinion. Then you're going to, then you can give some value to the conversation because this whole thing of arguing for slavery, because Chaka's right, we did have this discussion. Like, we are slaves in this country. We are property of a government, and we have to obey them. That's slavery. We're sitting there working there, taxing our asses off just to be sending it to the American Airlines and corporations, filling their own pockets, and sending it to Ukraine and all these other... Um, and not even, when I say countries, let's stop saying we're, they're sending money to these countries. We'll say they're sending our money to other countries' governments because this is not going to the people. So they're literally sucking us dry. And Oh, oh, Shaka, I'm going I'm to use what you said earlier. Um, stop paying your taxes and see what happens. We'll see how free you really are. That's what I'm, I'm quoting Shaka <laughs> on that one, because you're not free. And people think, oh, well, I, I have this and I don't have to comply. I live out in the middle of nowhere. I don't do this. If they decide to fuck with you, then they, then you're not free because you can't sit there and just say, oh, no, this is not going to happen to me. It can happen to you. And at the end of the day, if you if you don't sit there and arm yourself with knowing what your rights and liberties are and actually stand for them. You're going to get screwed at the end of the day. You're going to be more, you're not going to be a slave just walking around freely thinking that you're not a slave because, oh yeah, I can walk out here freely and I can, I can go do this and this. So I feel like I'm free. That's an illusion of freedom. And on uh, these, these political parties are all arguing over 
who is going to have the ruling over, uh, who's going to have the power over the slaves this time? Or who's going to have these many people in their slave camp? It's like, are you going to be a Democrat slave? You're going to be a Republican slave. And people start pulling away from these parties. People start pulling away from that party system and decide, you know what, I'm going to stop being a slave. I'm going to be free. I'm going to stand for liberty. Because it's country over these parties. And it's just so crazy. I, I, when I say anything about anybody on the Republican side, oh, you, you are a turncoat, a red coat or whatever. You're, you're, you're a Democrat per- person. It's like, how can you sit there and say that? I literally talk about freedom in the Constitution every day. You are literally a loyalist. You are literally cacking, a cacking, cacking, caping, who capping for a political party. I'm not, I'm not fighting for any party. So who was actually the slave? And guess what? You're using their talking points too. Like you, where are your own thoughts? Because you, how you guys argue with me? You guys are actually using the arguments that they have given to you to use. You're just like repeating word vomit, what they say all the time. And it's just like, I have my own thoughts. And so it's kind of funny. I'm not going to say any names because I'm not going to give any clout, but I do have some Republicans who like to come on all my posts and try to pull me back onto the Republican plantation and then question my reality. Um, on on the subject, as if I don't know what I'm talking about, I'll argue about anything they possibly can. You know, I'll, I'll talk to you a little bit and give you the facts because for the people who are scrolling through and reading the responses, but after that, you keep on doing it, I'm going to block you. Because what's the point of having this conversation with you? I've had this conversation with you multiple times. At this point, you're the troll. You are a troll. And you're trying to get attention. You want me to repost you talking smack so people can see your account. And, you, and it shouldn't be that way. It shouldn't be about, oh, let me get some attention or some clout. This should be about actually freedom. And do not have constitutionalists in your bio if you don't even know what kind of country we have. And you're fighting for the Republican Party. Do not put the constitutionalists on your bio. You're a poser. And I, that, I, I'm going a, I'm to a land there on that part. That girl on fire. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> just, just so we can, you know, just do a, I'm going to play a little game. Um, right, I'm going to show it. you I'm going to show you something that a lot of people don't understand what a uh, program is. If you ask if you line up 10 people and ask them are they programmed, majority of them going to say I'm going to say shit, 9 out of 10 of them going to say no. Um there's no person, you know, walks around and, and wants to admit that they're programmed. So, with this program that I'm speaking about is let's just, you know, speak about white America how they program white America. It's going to be real short, real simple. Um, some of the arguments and talking points that they use forever was I'm a tax paying citizen. Have you ever heard that before? Yeah, I've said it too. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> so you're basically admitting to, you know, that you're basically, uh, a comfortable slave. Whenever you brag about that's your, your bragging point in, in your in your your stance is I pay taxes. It's basically saying I'm a slave. I'm comfortable. But how do they teach you to accept that? So a lot of people, when I say they don't even understand that they're programmed, they are programmed because if that's what comes out your mouth to make somebody else feel inadequate. Like, what are we talking about? Like, who's, you know, it's a saying of, you know, when you're in slavery, you know, you got a person that's bragging that their chain is is shinier than the other person that got a rusty chain. So are we arguing about whose chain is rusty or whose chain is shiny 
while we're 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 basically announcing that we're slaves. Like that's a program that they made you feel like you was important by paying taxes with taxes is you know is theft. So you're proud about you know getting your money stolen away from you, and that you know that just show how how deep the program is that you don't even understand what you're what you're saying or what talking points that you're giving and everything else. So that's why I say as far as us knowing our rights, um, I think you know this might be an idea for you, but I think every day um, you should you should go over an amendment on your page, like just you know the first amendment this day. Next day, day two, second amendment, day three, and just start breaking that down and have a thread, um, make it a thread on Twitter. Cause a lot of people don't know, um, that they have rights and they don't understand truly what their rights are. They just know that, you know, the things that we're told to look at is the first and the second. That's it. You're right. You know what? I actually did that once and then people stopped paying attention after the second one. <laughs> Oh, but, 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 but I'll do it again. I'll do it again. I have more faith. They have better folks now. This is back during the Trump era. You know, people just like stop the Second Amendment. So people are going to be paying attention now. I, I bet. I bet they will. And real quick on that thing with that taxpayer thing. I, I, when I say I'm a tax, I think some people, too, it comes from I'm paying for something and I'm not getting what I'm paying for is another piece of that taxpayer stuff. Because they're taking our money, so if I'm paying, uh, you know, I'm supposed to be in this country, I'm paying these taxes, and I'm supposed to be given these rights and freedoms, why is y'all taking my tax money and I'm not getting these rights and freedoms that I'm paying for? That's where I was really upset. And I went into, a, like, a, at least a 30-minute conversation with Shocker earlier explaining my strong stance on why I'm so anti-government and being a slave is because, like, I felt, not feel like I was one growing up, and then when I got my job, the first time I had seen my paycheck and I saw that money come out of there, that made me really mad. And my parents were just like, they comply. They're complicit with it. You know, I'm like, why is all this money coming out of my paycheck? And they're like, oh, that's how it is. And me, I'm like, well, how can I fix it? Like, that's my mindset. Like, because I don't like, if I don't like being in this situation, I don't like feeling like a particular way, like I'm being robbed, then I want to fix it. Because for me, I felt violated. I thought they were committing a crime by taking that much of my paycheck um, from me. And I didn't even have that much money. It was a, I work at a grocery store. And at that time, minimum wage was like five thirty-five, I believe. I was like five thirty-five an hour, and then a little bit of more money that I did get, you guys took most of it in taxes. And in Indiana, um, they took you know all the federal taxes. They got state, county, and they had city taxes. That's a lot. Then that's a big reason why it was a big sell to come in Texas because they only had the federal taxes coming out of my income tax. So that was a that was me finding my solution for my freedom by looking for what government policies uh, match what I'm trying to do still I thought they were still take too much of my money but that was better than what I was getting in, in Indiana um, but definitely um, I, I think that being you know, that being taxpayer and citizens like that's us like Shaka saying admitting um, t- to being being slaves. Uh, in a sense, and I want to say it, but real quick, uh, Philip Drake, the guy running for president, independent, he had put a, a poll up. He had put one of the polls I put up, and then he put another one up, and he asked people if if they are loyal to, do they feel like they're more loyal to the party, or are they um, or are they patriots? Do they think they're patriots? Most of them were voting that they're patriots, and we know by most people's behavior that's a lie. 
And so it's, it's, it's a good point that you brought that up, Shaka, because how people identify isn't their actions. And then I, I reposted it. I had to find it. And it was like, ain't that? I was like, this is they lying. It's like 97% of them talking about they patriots, not loyalists to, not loyalists to a party. Yes, you guys are. I don't know what, if you guys are literally just playing on like most people are loyalists to a party. And, uh, people have to realize. If it, when it comes down to it and you are fearful that you've been told that if you vote for this Democrat, they're a socialist, we're going to turn to a communist country if you don't vote for this awful Republican. And you do it anyways because you're afraid instead of voting for who you actually like, someone who's actually going to uh, stand up for you, then you're party loyalists. You didn't you didn't have any you're not a rebel enough to the, to go against the grain and, um, you know, have some balls about yourself. So I think that, and you know what, you know, I might offend some people with that, but sometimes you have to hear the hard truth. I had to hear hard truths all the time, but I used to be one of those people. So that's why I can freely say it, because I used to be that way. Like, I was so freaking pissed with the whole, I wasn't paying attention to primary, so then, you know, I'm stuck with John Cornyn as a senator back in 2020 to, to vote for, opposed to his Democrat um, opponent, who was literally a socialist some lady who's a socialist. And so I vote for McCorn, um, John McCorn, so on, John Cornyn, and he's literally voting with Democrats. And I'm like, enough's enough. There's no difference. At some point, you have to realize that doing the same thing over and over again is insanity. And I'm not going to have some label on me that I'm insane because I'm going to sit there and complain about what's going on, but keep doing the same thing, expecting some different results. Now we got some people ready to 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 come in and call they, in. They, they tuned in. <laughs> I said they tuned in today. But uh, you know, the moral before we get into that real quick, uh, we just you know, like I said, we're passionate on as far as holding the rights that you do have and making sure that you keep them. That's the that's the whole point. If you you consider yourself American, you consider yourself whatever you want to consider yourself. The whole point of life is having you know your rights and um, knowing your rights as well not just having them you got to know them to, to have them and that's where they that's why they they, they stop teaching the civics and, and certain things that you know as far as that's not important anymore in, in the schools and they stop sharing it actually just in in, in social uh, the social norms uh, you know like I'm every day I'm gonna fight for my rights and I'm gonna fight for yours why because if I fight for yours, then I fight for mine and vice versa. So, you know, a lot of people, we get caught up, um, forget the party lines. Um, the Constitution belongs to Democrats and it belongs to Republicans. Um, they want, you know, they didn't tell us nowadays that, you know, the Constitution, uh, and this is where a lot of people get confused. And this is where Donnie get confused as well, because not confused, she doesn't. She's just straightforward. And then she doesn't understand why people are Republican, but they're saying they're constitutionalists. Um, we're being taught, right, you know, in, in live time that Republicans are with the Constitution. That's what they do. And Democrats are against the Constitution. When, when reality, both parties are against the Constitution. Every, both parties are against it. They just have different things that they want out. And they, they choose, um, I don't think they're in agreement on, you know, what is going to get taken out and what they don't like. It's certain things that they want out, and it's both parties that want certain things out of the Constitution. So, you know, that's that's where we start at. Uh, just because you're a Republican doesn't mean that you're a constitutionalist. 
like period point blank. I think a lot of people are confusing that. We got to be more upfront with that. If you are a Republican, that's cool. If you're a Democrat, that's cool. But I challenge you to actually um, get out your party. That's what I challenge you. Ask yourself, what is these parties doing for you? And what is it doing for your community? And what is it doing for the United States as a country? And then if you come up with something that makes you stay there, hey, you know, like I say, at least you did your research. At least you, you found your why or whatever you want to call it. Um, that's up to you. But it's like if you sit down with yourself and ask those things, um, you will get rid of both parties. So just understand that, you know, just just deal with the Constitution, um, deal with just having rights and then everything else works itself out. But we got to have that understanding first. I'll be quiet. No, you're good. <clears throat> Absolutely. And I feel like also like when you see things, especially like if you're you do, yourself, you are already on the same playing field as we are um, and our mindset start calling out both sides for stuff like well, it is it is frustrating to keep seeing people only attack Democrats and leftists and things like that. It's, it's so frustrating. And then I see these these ads from the Republican Party that's so cringe. You know, I, I sent one to Shaka yesterday, but I'm not calling, I guess I'm not calling the names out right now. But there's a formula to this. And I actually was like, oh, every Republican uh, campaign, I was like, oh, have them with a gun in their hand, talk about free speech, talk about the Constitution and attack Democrats. And then the conservatives were like, oh, my hero. And then the same conservatives were like, oh, my gosh, Democrats are infiltrating our party. It's like your, your talking points are just right out there. It's just it's so easy. People can just get up and pretend to be a conservative very easily because you are, aren't digging into th- these people. You're not trying to have a conversation with them. And then you allow them, they'll sit, th- they'll sit there and get reposted by these big public figure accounts. They'll get a whole bunch of likes, but then they never respond to you in the comment section. So when you ask them questions, they never answer you. But, oh, you fall in love with them. They're, they're big heroes now because, they oh, they they slammed the left or they gave the, they, they own the libs. Like, that is so generic. Like, what are we going getting excited for? Why does this one video have that many views? Okay, I'm not gonna say names, but I saw this ad with some man, a black man who I guess is a preacher with a gun, um, and there was some um, KKK members with donkey symbols on their shirts, and then everyone went crazy about that. I'm like, but what are his policies though? Like, y'all literally just falling for the okie dokie. I don't know the man. He could be a good politi- politician, but y'all going crazy over somebody and didn't, didn't take the chance to figure out who they really are. People know how to make you like them. And then, I mean, I'm like, who are the people you hired, by the way, to put them sheets on <laughs> on your video um, like that? But stop falling for the okie dokie. And then what's, what's trending and what's new, because popular isn't necessarily a good thing. Uh, just so you guys, I'm quite sure y'all know that that's a part of the programming thing. So you guys follow or underline what's considered popular at the time. But I'm I'm gonna let the let the uh, folks come up and speak. I see we have Kay, Private Robert, and Philip up here. Uh, please hop up if you want to speak now, because if you wait at the last minute, you're gonna have to come back next time. Um, Kay, how's it going? Going good. So uh, I just kind of want to touch back on some of the stuff you guys are talking about within this Miranda case and then kind of also talking about 
the the trend that the Supreme Court has been making really in general, um, especially even looking at a decision last year. So to kind of go back, you were reading page 19 and you're talking about, you know, how the officers couldn't be sued for not Mirandizing and things of that nature because of prior decisions and such. So what we're seeing is that the Supreme Court, even prior to this composition of the Supreme Court, are continuing to uphold the qualified immunity doctrine. And so when you have a consideration that the qualified immunity doctrine is being upheld over aspects of the Constitution, uh, you'll get to this this road where we're seeing now, which is the fact that um, police can't be held accountable for not informing you of a right because um, they're, they're immune in a sense, from being held accountable for you not knowing something, because just as much as lack of ignorance of the law does not mean uh, being absolved of, from the law, it's the same of lack of knowing your rights doesn't mean that you're not absolved from the rule of law. Now, to be clear with what I'm saying, I'm basically saying that if you if you don't understand not to incriminate yourself at this point, um, it's not the police's job to explain to you that you're and it's and it's been that way for a while i mean even when you look at one of the bigger cases when um the police were found that they don't have to that they get they they can protect themselves before they have to protect someone uh, that they're serving almost like um in the qualified immunity doctrine you get this mutation of self of constitutional rights to where they have a right to self-defense and so the that this recent case with Miranda is just once again it's just a support supporting of the qualified immunity doctrine and so we have to all remember that um, when it comes to interactions with law enforcement that they're going to be the basically the Supreme Court more likely is if they rule it's going to be very narrow or they're going to just rule in favor of the government. So, example, a quick case I'll talk about is Lang versus California. Um, Lang versus California was in 2021. A lot of people didn't pay attention in that case. I, I, I love the Supreme Court, so, of course, I did. Okay, I don't want to mess up your rhythm, but when you do me a favor, when you bring up stuff, can you guys put it in the live chat as well so people can see it with their eyes and click on it? Sure, I'll, I'll, I'll give me one moment. I'll, I'll put it in the chat. But you can keep speaking, but when you're done, can you add those things for me, please? I appreciate you. Yeah, can you still hear me right now? Yeah, sure can. Go ahead. Okay, so I can do both. Okay, so in, in Lane versus California, basically the premise of the case was that a man was essentially stopped by the police for a misdemeanor violation. Um, they said that he was playing his music too loudly. And when he when he f- fleed and went home to his home, um, he, the police still detained him. And, and then it was found upon them detaining him for this, for this noise violation that, and, and he, keep in mind, they detained him. He was already in his home when when they, they got him, um, that he was three times the legal limit. So then he was charged with a DUI. Now, the reality is, is that the Supreme Court ruled in a 9-0 decision. And interestingly enough, it didn't, it's weird because they ruled in a flavor for Lane, 
at a 9-0 that the case should be revisited, essentially saying that um, the, his Fourth Amendment right needs to be reviewed because he he you know the police entered the premises and and they didn't have and not everything revolves around warrantless entry. So now we're having this discussion about warrantless entry in Link versus California. And so when they got to that portion, then there was this this it was a dissent because don't get me wrong, all the nine justices all agreed with Lane versus California, but they wrote two concurrent opinion majority uh, well, uh, two concurrent opinions, excuse me. So the more liberal justice actually interestingly enough up wanted to uphill hold Lang and say in a sense of saying that that the police need to get a warrant you know when they feel like something is when they, when they're entering a premises or whatnot like when it's something more it's not everything is warrantless entry basically not every not every situation can be like that there are times where the police should do that while the more conservative two justices and I don't consider Roberts per se a conservative justice because he is the swing justice but he still has conservative leanings so so Alito and Roberts both actually wrote an opinion uh, that was more in favor to warrantless entry and the and the aspect of the qualified immunity doctrine basically saying that the the more liberal part of the court um, they're too punitive in regards to trying to um, help the police police and that those powers should be observed um, uh, a little less stringently as far as getting a warrant is concerned in hot pursuit because this was known as to be clear this was known as a hot pursuit case because that's what we're arguing here is when they're in hot pursuit of you what are your rights? And so the more, like I said, conservative justices basically said in hot pursuit, there should be more broad aspects of warrantless action because they probably be, not even probably because of the fact that they're upholding also the probable cause aspects of policing while the more liberal justice wanted to defend us. So when we get into these dichotomies at times and about politics and left, right, on the libs, whatnot, the Supreme Court, to me, is one of the more interesting bodies regarding sometimes, though, in a sense, we've seen legislating from the bench. But then at times also, we'll see there'll be though there's these dichotomies of upholding the people versus the government. And so what I'll land on and say is that Lang, after all of that, got passed back down <laughs> to California State Court, which is still now being discussed again. So the justices, even even in all of that, didn't even stand on the constitution in the way you would think. They they just passed the they just passed the buck back down to the lower court and said you go with it. So with that said, to all listeners, especially regarding these situations of your Fifth Amendment right, your Fourth Amendment right, and and all those rights that guard your privacy, understand this. If you think <laughs> that someone shouldn't know about it, then you shouldn't speak about it. If you are at any time pulled over or in an interaction with the police, 
you don't have to say anything. You have literally when they say you have to, they supposed to say you have the right to remain silent, but that right is actually quite powerful. And let me also lastly tell you, a lot of states in the United States, including um, I know Donnie, you, you know, in your state, they have what they call indigenous defense. I N D I G E N T indigenous defense. If you don't have enough money. Because there's a there is a question about access to justice. If you don't have enough money to defend yourself, your state may have an indigenous defense program where it will help you obtain, you know, qualified representation. So don't think that access to justice is so unattainable. You just have to know the right information. Uh, and with that said, I'll post Lane versus California in the chat. And um, if you guys got anything you guys want to ask me before you go to another caller, I'm, I'm right here. Um, I just wanted to say something. It, it, it ties into what he's talking about a little bit, but it's just personal with me. Um, I had a situation. This was a few years back where um, I was going to a lot of community centers here, rec centers, um, as far as right in the inner city, you know, like the neighborhoods, black neighborhoods. And they were teaching, they asked me to come teach a, a course. So I'm thinking like, okay, yeah, it's a history course, whatever case be, I got it, you know, I'll come in, no problem. Didn't even think about what it was. Um, so when I got there, um, they had Senator Harry Reid at that time. He was there. And I was, they had a, a room full of, you know, kids, like probably from 12 to, probably 12 to 16-ish and um, they wanted me to talk. They're like, you know, I know you know a little bit about law because you tell them um, basically just to shorten up the story to tell them whenever they interact with the police to obey and talk to the police um, and tell them everything that's going on. So Harry Reid, Senator Harry Reid was like, I was like, no, I'm not doing that. And, you know, he was like, well, I heard a lot about you. I heard great things about you. I give you a letter of recommendation for whatever you want. You know, you get a, you know, just basically bribing me with certificates. And, and I'm like, I don't want that. I'm not going to these kids and tell them to, you know, willingly give up information to the police. Like that. And that's what a lot of people don't understand. That's what they do in our inner cities is they tell the, pol they tell our kids, um, you know, you don't have to, you know, dislike the police, but it's like, don't give them any information that's going to incriminate you or incriminate others around you. And that's what they were trying to get me to go up there and tell or say to them is to tell the police everything. Don't, you know, and like for no reason though, it's like, why are you teaching these kids this at this time when we could be talking about everything under the sun, but you're trying to bribe me to tell them to deal with the police and tell them everything. So that goes to the, you know, basically the kids not learning civics, we should have been teaching civics, but in case, you know, it, you know, they was teaching them basically how to be obedient to, you know, the system. And I and I didn't go out there and do it. I told them, have a nice day. Well, I just want to say this real quick that, you know, interestingly enough, um, I don't know if you neither one of you two know who the father of Black History Month was, which is Black History Week, Carter G. Woodson, yeah. who wrote the book, The Mist, the Education of the Negro. And in that book, The Miseducation of the Negro, he talks literally about 
the impact of the Constitution being removed from the Negro schools so the kids wouldn't be able to understand their inalienable rights. And, you know, I tell people this all the time that what they do to the black community first is eventually going to come to your poor community, whether it's white, brown, whatever. It's going to come to you eventually. But it, to me, it always feels like it starts with us, with black people. And, and you know, in the, in the miseducation of Negro, when he writes about how those constitutions were taken out of schools, and now we fast, and the miseducation of Negro is about, I think it's 100 years old now. I believe it was written in 1922, so it's 2022, so 100, it's 100 year old now. But, but the depth of constitutional discussion from a classical liberal about Understanding the impact of that document on our lives is is just amazing. And the reality is, Shaka, is you did the right thing. You basically you basically were just saying, I'm not going to lie to them about the Constitution. And and I think that's that's how we have to start with a lot of discussions. I'm not is when you lie to people about the, about the intent of the state. Yeah. Well, that was great, you guys. I appreciate you so much, Kay, for coming up and uh, dropping all them diamonds on us. Um, that was great information. He did put the information in the live. Uh, next up, we have Private. I want him to take you as the next caller. But um, real quick, quick. Um, let's see where we at. We at one hour. I'm not for sure how much time Shaga got left. But um, on these Thursday shows, they're a little bit longer. But, like, it's not going to be another hour long, just so y'all know. Um, so if you come up and have, if you speak, please, uh, mm, okay, not not to shade you. That was good. I really appreciate what you brought up here. But let's make sure we're kind of um, thinking about the time we're doing this as well. And um, I did put the tip information in the chat, uh, the Venmo information, Donnie the Don, Cash App, Donnie04, and I have the website. There's a support page as well if you want to contribute. Um, so next up, we have private. Hi, I'll make this pretty quick. Uh, I just wanted to go over. I know I know Fifth Amendment is really important, but it's more important to know your rights and what you should and shouldn't say when you get pulled over. And I've covered this before, but it seems like you have a pretty good audience here. Basically, if you ever get pulled over... Uh, you can record the police in any state. There's no expectation of privacy while in the public. Even if you're in California where it's uh, two-party consent, you could just say, hey, I'm recording you. I'm just letting you know. You know, and, it's pub- and you're in the public, and they have no right to privacy in the- in- while in the public. So you can shoot that down pretty easily. Uh, speak, you know, calm and collective. Don't argue with them too much. Just if they, they want to argue with you, say, I don't talk to police. You don't say I have to plead the fifth. I don't talk to police. You know, and uh, or I don't want to talk to you. Whatever you want, how you want to word it. Um, if they want to search your vehicle, you tell them no. Okay, and they try some bull crap. You know, well I suspect blah blah blah. Well, they can suspect all they want, but they have to have a reasonable, articulate suspicion that you have committed a crime, are about to commit a crime, or you are in the process of doing so. If they're not fulfilling those needs, they cannot search your vehicle no matter what. Um, what else I can cover? Uh, also, while this is all going on, if you can give other people a record or something, or if there's a passenger, 
They don't have to say nothing. Doesn't matter who they are, they're a passenger. Uh, there's, there's no reason for that person to have to say anything because the driver is the one that is in question. And also they cannot hold you longer than it takes to write a ticket. They can't say, oh, well, we're gonna, we're gonna get a dog. You know, I'm gonna call for some help, blah, blah, blah. Just be cool, calm, and collective. Don't argue with them. Say, how you doing, officer? And if they try and pull this uh, dog thing, well, that's illegal, too, because they have to write you a ticket or let you go. That's Supreme Court precedent. I don't know the exact case law, but I know it is. I've watched many videos on this whole, uh, you know, uh, these people that uh, interact with the police. You know, they do these uh, First Amendment audits. They're very, very informative videos. I would encourage you to watch them. And uh, I think that's just about it. I mean, you just, you never give them permission to search your vehicle. It's that simple. They could plant drugs on you. You know, it's happened to a lot of people. You go through certain towns, you know, they're known for that. You know, and uh, just don't want them to do it. It's, and that's, I think that's it. I don't think I missed anything unless, uh, you think I missed something, Donnie? No, actually, I appreciate you for sharing that because some people don't know that the passenger vehicle part of it, you don't have to pull anything out. The cops will come over and mess with people who are in the vehicle because you don't know that. These things like they are important for uh, to share people to know your rights. Like, what are you asking me for my, my license for? I'm not driving. Like, what, what are you doing here right now? And so they're like, oh, well, you have to. The cops think that most people don't know the rights. And like, oh, no, you have to. According to law, you have to. So they assume and bank off you not knowing these rights, you know, so that they can abuse you. So, I private again. Thank you for. They look. Go ahead. They look for. Um, they look for a warrant. That's what you know. Like I said, they're looking for people that got warrants so they can get into the car to do that search. Mm-hmm. That they're um, that um, private is saying that they're not um, legally can can do. So legally, they can they can search the car if you got a warrant or a suspicion or not even pro- it's probable cause. Um, so that warrant. You gotta have reasonable. Arti- yep. Or, uh, Sorry, you gotta have reasonable articulate suspicion. There's a difference yep. between just suspicion and reasonable articulate suspicion. Correct. And um, like I said, as far as my whole family, they deal with law. So what he's basically saying is, um, they, you know, I've I've learned to basically hold the police accountable for you know them being under the on, on the clock and actually being. Um, public servants um so we'll talk about that some other day as far as calling the police officer a public servant and calling the police officer a police officer um those are different titles those are different terms one is for authority um the other one is for um, letting them know that you're a servant to you know the public uh, and that's why in every movie that you see uh, when they whenever they pull over somebody and the lady's talking or the man is talking the um, the public servant or or cop always say it's officer Williams It's officer Smith. It's like they have to put officer in there because that term, that title is now they, they, the authority of the situation. So you got to basically take back your rights. We're talking about rights and um, call these, call these people what they are. They're public servants. So, you know, once you take that power away from them and give them back the different title that you address them as um, the whole conversation goes different. So I said, I'm, not telling people to do stuff. I'm telling you just to research it and then go from there. And you'll start to see that titles um, hold authority. 
Absolutely. Right. Again, thank you so much, Private, for dropping your diamonds this evening. Um, next up, we do have Robert. One second. And real quick, Robert, um, I want to shout out Philip for tipping. I appreciate you for um, helping out, you guys. So anyone else, I appreciate you. If you don't want me to tell people that you tip, just just put in a little comment section like, shh. But yeah, I appreciate that. Thank you, Philip. Robert, how's it going? It's it's going good. No, no, no. As far as police, I'll tell you. I'll tell you this. Um, cops are allowed to lie to you and to lull you in a false sense of security. So do so. Whatever you tell the cops, because even if you let's say let's say you were the one who called the cops and you were a witness to a crime, then. Don't think that they can't turn the situation around and arrest you for just being there. Because don't forget, there's also laws on the books about being an accomplice to a crime. They could think that you had part in it. So, so that's, and, or, or at the very least, if they think that you witnessed something that's valuable to them, they could accuse you of, of obstruction of justice. If, if you don't want to share something and then they could, then they could try to charge you as an accomplice to that crime. So there's a number of layers involved in this. And, and so, so honest. And then the other thing is with that, I think there's a lot of bullshit traffic laws on the books, which I said in the lives, which I said back when we were live that, that I think it'd be the, and it benefits of both sides if we got rid of some of these bullshit traffic laws. For example, uh, okay, so cop pulls you over for a broken taillight. So maybe you can't afford to fix it at the moment, but that doesn't mean you're not going to get it fixed. Um, who, who is exactly a danger? Um, but if, if you're, I think that we need uh, that. Sorry. The other problem I see with cops is the uh, is where cops automatically jump to thinking that the person is a criminal when they approach them, and that's the wrong mentality because because these cops and don't tell me for one second they don't have quotas. That's uh, because everybody knows at the end of the month cops cops are catching up on tickets. They get paid. They get paid based on how well their quote performance is translation pulling pulling people over and arresting people so so the whole attitude that cops have is is half of the problem because if i'm if i'm sitting in my car i'm relaxed and and i'm cooperating with you then why are you all of a sudden hold, grabbing uh putting your hand on your gun and starting to yell, to bark and yell orders at me. That's not right because I've done nothing to give you any reason to be worried about me. Because, uh, it, this, I think it's a, I think there's a lot of power tripping cops out here. Uh, so, and I, I sent you some, and like those videos I saw you, uh, those videos I sent you, you should show that right there, which, I might at some point share, but, um, but there's a lot of, uh, 
there's a lot yeah, of videos. Robert, share share those links to those videos that you sent me too in the comment section. Definitely. Um, what I'll do is I'll post them on Twitter. But yeah, police brutality. Good. It it's not just a white or black thing. It's blue versus the people, and there really are a lot of cops that act like army rejects. And so, you got you got to remember that cops are not your friend. The if they're investigating a crime, their number one thing their number one thing they're doing is looking for someone to incriminate. And whatever you say, you should assume that they're going to use against you. And, and the, and that they're going to, and if they can prosecute both parties for something, that means more, that means a good bonus for them. So don't be so quick to talk. Yep. Agree. Like I said, anytime you, uh, you deal with the police. Um, don't deal with them. <laughs> it's, it's just, you know, they make you seem like that's a bad thing, but the police is not there to help you. Never is. Like, that's the, that's the, I guess you want to say that's the facade. That's the image that they want is I'm here to help, but it's like they're not here to help. Um, and the tactics that you're talking about is they work, um, off the tactics of intimidation. So, um, they intimidate the person. Uh, rattle them up and then that other person doesn't even know law as well and nine times out of ten when you talk to the actual officer or servant they don't know the law these people are you know just doing the job that they think they're doing at the best of their ability and how they're trained and they don't even know the laws and statutes and everything else so it's just it's just a sad situation right now and then they're protected they're being protected um with the immunity and everything else it's like train these people right and then you know like i said make sure that they're responsible or hold them responsible for the flaws um or the mishaps or the um or just you know the intent that they're doing with their job so that's all we ask for oh i forgot one thing can um also i really i think cops need to be better trained on melee fighting because if someone's holding a knife if you got one man holding a knife and you got five or six cops, why do y'all have to go and shoot the guy? I mean, why can't you tackle the guy and then both parties come out, then all parties come out alive. And then, and because, and that person, that person will probably learn his lesson after that incident. Why do we, why, why do we have to be so quick to kill? Uh, that's just a trend. That's, you know, the job is to shoot to kill. You know, that's the intimidation factor. So um, if you look overseas um, in, the, in the UK and everything else, um, you'll see that they have the um, they use less lethal, um, I guess you want to say, uses of, um, you know, as far as detaining or arresting people that are holding knives or, you know, or holding a screwdriver, hammer, whatever case be. Um, they have actual units that they send out and actually been trained, even if the unit doesn't come out, that officer has been trained to basically use non-lethal um, ways to, you know, subdue that person. So uh, we're not training that. We're training to shoot the kill um, and, you know, like I said, and intimidation. Like, you know, you can't have intimidation tactics and then, you know, try to, you know, subdue everybody in a non-lethal way. So that's just 
I don't I don't think they're ever going to um, issue that. Definitely. Thank you, Robert, for coming up and dropping your flames as usual. I appreciate you. Um, also, uh, big props to Robert, him and Kay and a Democrat. His name was Steven, who actually literally changed his picture for us for that show because he had a picture with him and Kamala Harris um, for being a part of that that um, the live we did for um, Jalen Walker. So I appreciate you. He literally was like running the, the, the screens. He had the, the videos ready, everything. So big shout out to you, Robert, for uh, doing that for us. Next Thank up, you. go ahead. Thank you. It's my pleasure. <laughs> and next up, we have Philip. Uh, before we get to Philip, I want to speak on something that Robert had said too, with the the quotas and you know, at the end of the month, they're still waiting for people and trying to catch people doing stuff. I have the same issue with prosecutors, the DAs, the judges, because there should be the the goal should be justice. There shouldn't be no win rates. Um, oh, if the conviction rates and things like that. That's not the goal. The goal is to find justice. So what kind of justice system do we have when it's against us in the first place? And then all this, it comes with all this money and, and costs to go with it, too. How are the regular citizens in this country supposed to trust the system for for justice if it's a money grab and it's, it's about conviction rates? The, the whole goal is the burden of evidence has to come to uh, come onto the state. And then why are people locked up before they're even convicted? They're supposed to be innocent until proven guilty. So we have a really jacked up system that no one really we do talk about the system being jacked up. But like when the people depend on the parties and the government to talk about fixing itself, it's not going to happen. It's going to have to come down to us to fix that problem. But what's up, Philip? What's going on, Donnie? How you doing, Shaka? Yo, yo, peace, peace. How you doing? I can't complain, can't complain. Hey, before I start talking about the police and the Constitution and all that stuff, I would like to talk about this. Okay, you guys, <clears throat> I know Donnie very, very, very well. I speak to her every day. She's my little sister. You'll hear me say that because I actually do consider her as my little sister. So here's one thing that I do know. From the time that she wakes up to the time that she finishes these spaces and these podcasts and goes to bed, all she does is research for you guys, and she works her ass off for you guys so you guys can know the truth. So tip the woman because that is how she survives. And if you want this to keep going on, you want, you want the truth to get out there. It doesn't matter if it's a dollar. It doesn't matter if it's $5. It doesn't matter. Whatever it is that you can afford, tip the woman, okay? I know money's tough right now. I know it probably is good or better than anybody else. It's very tough, but we got to help each other out. It's what we have to do to get through this. Okay, so I said that. Real uh, quick, I want to thank you for that. Also, I want Shaka to back you up because he's like, I don't be sleeping sometimes. I Sometimes I just take naps because okay, he's like, does Shaka this girl ever sleep? Him too now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, no, I'm good. I'm saying as far as um, I don't, I don't need no tips right now. Like I said, hey, like, you might catch me stripping somewhere, but uh, that's either here or there. Um, but stripping nowhere. But what I'm saying as far as just how you mentioned that you know she take her time and and, and study. Uh, this lady don't sleep. All you gotta do is look at her timeline. If you think somebody's lying, she take a little three three hour hiatus, probably like at midnight to like three in the morning. And then she's back at it, you know. So it's like I went through that. Um, I'm not doing that no more. Uh, like I said, as far as it's real strenuous, is I hope she gets some rest. 
um, and everything else. But it's like, yeah, when you have somebody that's dedicating these little, these little spaces might not mean nothing to you, but we prep for this. Like we're prepped for it every day, every day, every day. So we can have dialogue that flows dialogue that's fluent. Um, you know, where we both learning from each other and teaching each other. Like that doesn't come just all waking up and saying, okay, I'm going to do a podcast today. That comes because you, you sat, you sat back and you, you put together a vision, a strategy. And now we're talking about what you actually embody over the week or just period with time. So, uh, yeah, tip that lady. All right, Donnie, you, you, you ready for this? No, 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 no. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. For the ones that you, for the, for the ones you guys that don't know, my name is Philip Drake. I'm an independent presidential candidate. And whenever it comes to, uh, the police, I'm an expert. Not because I'm a police, because I've probably been arrested more times than anyone on this base. I've been arrested a total of 29 times. Yeah, I know. It's nothing to brag about, but it is what it is. Okay. Just because you do know your constitutional rights and just because you do stand up to the police does not necessarily mean that you're not going to get arrested. They have, now we're not talking about each individual, I'm talking about the system itself of the police force. They have become like the two-party system. They feel like they're untouchable. The reason why they feel like they're untouchable is because we as a people have allowed this to happen. Whether it's in politics, whether it's in the judicial system, the police force, you know, they're, they're all in the same group. But we have allowed it to happen. We do not make them do their job correctly. And it shows more and more and more and more. You've got this young man that was shot 60 times in the back. In the back. You don't shoot a man in the back, that means he's running from you. He was shot 60 times in the back. And then we got this weird-ass son of a bitch that decides to go up and shoot up a, a, a 4th of July parade. And, hey, he got – I seen his mug shot. He didn't have no bruises or nothing. They should have – now, he should have got his ass whipped at least. At least got his ass whipped. But you tell me why there's a traffic violation and a gentleman runs off, a young man runs off, gets shot 60 times in the back, and then you got this weird son of a bitch with tattoos all over him that decides to come up to a 4th of July celebration dressed as a woman and kill a bunch of damn people. You tell me why. I want you guys to answer this. You tell me why there's a difference. Come on, Donnie. What was the difference? Hello? I'm, I'm here. here. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. Ladies first. <laughs> um, I don't want to make it a race thing. Honestly, well, he was black. but that's exactly but, what the difference was. But I will say this too: that guy is also a candidate running for office's son. Another piece of that puzzle people don't really talk about too. Hold on, you talking yeah. about um, the dude in in which the dress is- that shot at people? The dude in the dress. The dude in the dress is either the son or the nephew of some political candidate. The guy that oh, shot up the Fourth of July parade, yeah, he's yep. the, the the son or the nephew. Or he's related somehow or another to a political candidate, you know. Um, um, so that political candidate must be part of the two party system because you can bet your ass if he was related to an independent, that shot him. But anyway, have, have y'all have y'all looked into the um, to the candidate to see if they anti gun or gun control? Um. 
I haven't. I haven't. Yet. Okay, I haven't I'm, I'm just, I'm just asking because that that's the I've, first thing. I've been like, very busy. When y'all say, you know, <laughs> you know, he related to a candidate or, you know, somebody that's yeah. in, you know, trying to run for office or in office. Uh, these people, yeah, I think you know, they were they're running for office. Yeah, I, I want to see if they uh, if they anti gun, um, you know, or you know that situation. So that's all. Yeah. That's the only thing that just ran across my mind. So so look, in the big in the big scheme of things, we all know that for whatever the reason may be, whether it's a race thing or 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 how pe- different types of people react differently to the police, whatever the case may be, okay, it happens. And it's uncalled for. It's absolutely uncalled for. Don't shoot somebody running from you if they're not causing you harm. Put down the fucking donuts and run. Chase them down. Okay, we have... I am for the police. Even It sounds like I'm not for the police, but I'm actually for the police. But we have to completely reconstruct this police system. Look what happened in Uvalde. Okay, they just came out and said that there was actually a deputy on duty with a rifle that seen the gentleman walk into the school, and that 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 officer could have shot and killed that gentleman with the guns and and saved those children's lives, but they don't. It's it's like the the the, the people. What, what's the saying? Protect and serve. We've got a lot of people that don't know how to protect and they don't know how to serve. And we have, to, we as a people have to step in and we have to reconstruct the police force. We have to. Okay, there's some really good guys that are within the police force because I know some that are really good and there's some really bad ones. Okay? It, it, it's absolute nonsense and something has to be done about it. We have to do something about it. Now, I'm running for an, a federal office, so technically it's up to the state it's not up to the federal government to do something about it within their state or at least it should be that way it should be the people within the state that make these decisions but um um i'm not talking as a presidential candidate i'm just talking about it i'm just talking about as a citizen we really have to work together and we have to do something about this um there's absolutely no reason why the police officers should not know the constitution inside and out more so than we do they absolutely should um they also shouldn't be scared you know i think that's where a lot of this stuff comes from we've got people that we give them a badge they get an ultra ego and they're cowards and and that comes out in a way to where they just shoot first and ask questions later and and that's something else that we've got to work on um but anyway that's what I, I think about that. As far as any solution that I have on fixing the problem, it's going to take the people uniting, which I'm going to refer back to the two-party system whenever it comes to that. The people within the United States are never going to unite as long as we have a two-party system because their main agenda is to keep us divided. Because if they keep us divided, they can push us further and further and further away from our constitutional rights, convince you that we live in a democracy, convince you that socialism or communism is a good idea, convince you that that we shouldn't have weapons, convince you that we should have regulations on weapons. Well, it depends on whatever side that you're following, but it all boils down to the same. Nobody gives a shit about you. Nobody gives a shit about your rights. Nobody gives a shit about anything other than big corporations, big money, and how much power they can absorb. And that's where we're sitting at right now. 
and we as a people have to stand up and do something about it. It doesn't matter what race you belong to. If you're an American citizen, none of that shit matters. We are all the same. We are all in the same boat, okay? We've all been put on the same plantation. I think that's what you said earlier, Donnie. We've all been put on the same plantation, and it's time that we stood together and we stood up and we said, pardon my language, but fuck you guys, we're not taking this shit anymore. Now, I do have a lot of solutions whenever it comes to that on the federal level, um, um, but I know Shaka and Donnie wants to go to bed, so I don't have a lot of time for all that. But I do want to say this, Donnie, Shaka, I really appreciate what you guys are doing. And I hope you can keep it up for a very, very, very long time. And Shaka, man, it would be a great honor if you'd come join our team. I think we could change not only the country but the world, man. We just have to work at it together, and we got to get more people on board. Yes, yeah, sir. Like I said, I'm going to be here, so uh, we definitely can uh, talk back and forth, um, you know, off of everything doesn't have to be in call-in. So, like I said, I'm here. Um, I'm pretty what, sure what you... Donnie's not going nowhere because she can't control herself because she can't even sleep. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> like, we're here. So. Well, well, Shaka, check your messages. I sent you my, I sent you my phone number like three months ago. <laughs> uh, on Twitter? No, on this thing, on call-in. Okay, okay, gotcha, gotcha. So, anyway, you guys have a good night. I love each and every one of you, and I'm sorry for going on a little bit of a rant there. Um, but y'all have a good night. All right, you too. You too, I appreciate you. I, I'm going to speak to this too real quick, you know, this whole divisive thing. That's why, like, when I see an injustice happen, regardless, and I think everyone should think this way, you see an injustice happen you stand up for them, like, regardless of what color their skin is, because they want us divided. They want us to be like, oh, this is a black issue. This is a white issue. No, this is an American issue. This is everybody's issue. Because the law doesn't say that I'm only going to do this to the one group. The law says that we have a constitutional right and we all have those rights and we have the right to defend those rights. But if we only stick up for certain people, because like I was ticked. That's one of the big reasons why I did the uh, the live. I was ticked at how the, the, the right was treating and discussing the Jalen Walker situation. And I had to go off with some people because I'm like, you guys are wrong. So, you know, but I can get back into that again. But uh, we do have Roger coming up next. And then Private is last. Private asked for what, 45 seconds. You can have the 45 seconds. Before you go, Roger, um, Philip was just mentioning, um, you know, the federal government, what powers he would have in states real quick. I want to specify that real quick because I'm not for sure what your knowledge is of the America's uh, government and our Constitution. But real quick, the American Constitution creates a form of government where we have um, in the United States, which is a constitutional and federal republic. A constitutional republic means that it is one in which rather than directly governing, the people select someone of their members to temporarily serve as in political office. The constitutional part means that both the citizens and their governing officials are bound to follow the rules established in that constitution. A federal republic in one which is a federal government is given only limited powers for limited purposes, while state governments retain most powers of the government. The Constitution describes the divisions of power, establishing which specific powers have been given to the federal government, while 
Come on. What's going on here? While re, uh, reiterating that most um, remain with the state governments. So I want to make sure, you know, when we have someone from a country and then specify what Philbert uh, just said before you come up here. And um, I know you're going to give a perspective from the UK, uh, but I want to make sure we understand how the government in, in America operates first. But go ahead, Roger. Um, thank you, Donnie. I, I sort of have a rough idea, let's say. Um, so I'm, I'm not ill-informed um, on that. And um, speaking to an earlier point uh, of Shakar, um, one of the... Okay, there are a couple of things here um, that, that I would like to point to address, let's say. Uh, both weak and strong uh, from, from, let's say, a European's perspective. Because actually I live in Portugal now and I haven't lived in the UK since 2005. Um, and since then I've been in France and Portugal. Um, so let's say, let's take the UK for example. Um, so in the UK, the police aren't armed. That means um, they're trained to de-escalate. But Shakar is right. There is a... Um, very special branch of the British police that are very highly trained that will turn up eventually, let's say. And there's almost like a competition for the regular cops who aren't armed to get the situation under control before, you know, the um, professionals arrive. In France and in Portugal, you're not allowed, as a policeman, to draw your gun unless the other person has a gun. If they've got a knife, your gun will get you in trouble. You have to de-escalate. Do you see what I mean? Yes. So you, your prime objective is not to escalate the situation. Your prime objective is to say, oh, Shakar, you, you maniac, stop it. Stop it now. Stop it. Stop it. We can talk about this. We can talk. You've got to bring it down. You can't bring it up. If you bring it up, you've got nowhere to go. It's vitally important. It's vitally important. And this stops people getting shot 60 times in the back. Because... You can't shoot them. You have to run after them. And unless they turn around and point a gun at you, you still can't shoot them. Even in France or uh, Portugal. And I will say this is being eroded. So let me put this to you. In Britain... Until about 94 or 95, the police, when they arrested you, I haven't been arrested as much as your last gentleman, but I have been arrested. And I know what happens when people pull the handcuffs up and, you know, you, your hands are numb for the next six weeks, well, three weeks, right? And uh, they laugh at you while you're in the back of the police wagon. I know what that's like. I don't, you know, I don't know what it's like to be have a, a knee on my neck I'm not saying it's equal 
But here's the thing. So in England, what they did was they made a subtle change um, because we don't have a codified law. So when you were arrested in England before 94 or 95, the police would say to you, you have the right to remain silent. Anything you do say will be taken down and used against you. It's more or less your Miranda type thing. And that changed to um, you have the right to remain silent, but anything you don't say may not be admissible in court. And uh, Donny, I, I appreciated your the title of your call, which and, and I think it's more important is the slipping or the slip of those rights. So you know the erosion, if you will. Um, you know, just a little bit here, a little bit there, but you know. But but the good news still in Europe is, you're not going to get shot. Uh, in Portugal, um, if you look up the crime um, police shooting figures for Portugal, it varies. It's only a population of ten million, but we have maybe one to zero police shootings per year. I don't oh, wow. know. I, I, I pay I pay attention. Um, I pay attention to how things are, you know, escalated. Or uh, we we have, look look we, we, yeah, and it's the UK. It's mostly the same. France also. You you have one, two, maybe three shootings per year from the police. People, criminals killed. Let's say I, I don't even know if they're criminals, right? But you, 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 do you know what I mean? You can't. No, I get, I get what you're saying. And it doesn't matter. You know, the police here or the police in Portugal is just as racist as anywhere else, right? Um, they're Portuguese. Portuguese, <laughs> uh, and the Spanish and the, the French and everyone. You, you know what I mean? But. It's not like we've got a catalogue of killings of uh, uh, people from different, well, here it would be different cultures, but in America it would be. But we don't have it. Why? Because you can't do it. And if you do do it, you need a fucking good reason. Yep, I agree. Um, but that goes back, Roger. You know, you got you got a situation over there where you guys are de-escalating. You guys are there really to serve and protect that's, over here. And that's the key. That's the key. In America, the movies, your whole life, you'd be watching escalation, you know, shut the fuck up, sit the fuck down. Yep, program. Yeah. What, what good is that? What, what about... Take it easy, mate. Take it easy, mate. Take it easy. Take it easy. Don't do it. Don't do it. Let's get this sorted out. Do you know what I mean? Uh, intimidation versus... That's all you need. Versus de-escalation. Yeah. So. That's all you need. And because you're killing yourselves, it's not like you know. It's not like Europeans are coming over there killing you or something. You're doing it to yourselves. 
I, I, I don't know how to put it any franker. You're doing it to yourselves. You're kill. You know, it doesn't matter whether it's a gangland shooting over some crack or something, right? That that could be de-escalated as well, right? Because at most in you know in Britain or in Port, there are no shootings for crack. There's a lot of crack in Portugal, by the way, but there aren't any shootings over it because at most you'll get your mobile phone stolen or something like that. It doesn't end up escalating. Well, like I said, if you in the United States, they want you to be, um, they, like when I say intimidation is like, you know, Mr. J just said fear. Um, that's how you, that's how you keep people in order. So when we got, when we first did this, um, blog tonight um we we basically with the podcast tonight we said that we all slaves over here um how do you You how do you keep slaves in order you have to have fear and control um you know that's how you keep them in order you don't you don't have slaves and then treat them with the kindness of the kindness so they're going to just you know walk all over you so that's how that's how they instill fear here is uh through the police um then the police trickle down to the politics and then, you know, such um, economics and um, jobs and stuff like that. So it's just a whole structure that they have that a lot of people uh, ignore. So I'm glad that you came on as far as explaining um, the difference between your country and this country, because um, I watch a lot and, um, and I say, if they can do it constantly under, you know, 10 year, uh, 10 year period, and they only having um, about, you know, about eight eight shootings or whatever the case be, why can't we do it here? Like, there's no difference between a Portuguese or African-American or, or somebody that's, you know, that's white in right, America. Right. Like, there's no difference look, between it. It's the difference between look, trading. You, you have, let's say in Portugal, you have um, most of the drug trade in Portugal will... Uh, there are various groups controlling it, but it's the same in the U.S., I guess, right? It's not It's not just one group, right? There are different groups who control, let's say, the drug in, um, sales, right? Um, so in Portugal, you could say maybe, uh, okay, um, maybe it's the Angolans, because, and there are a lot of Angolans in Portugal, but... At the same time, and and and, and Ukrainians also, and uh, Russians, and all those people are here. Don't worry about it. And all the Brazilians are here as well. So the, there's the whole gamut of uh, um, this uh, um, situation. But but what the Portuguese did, which was very smart actually, um, they did they didn't decriminalize drugs. They decriminalized addicts. Gotcha. But hey, Roger, so, I, I appreciate you for coming up and sharing that perspective with us. Oh, I don't sorry, mean to cut yeah, you uh, off. I don't mean to cut you no, off uh, too too soon, no, but no. we do we do have to roll here in a second. So we're going to hop over to private next and we're going to close out with him. But please come back. Uh, subscribe, you guys. If you have not subscribed to the um, the podcast, please make sure you uh, do do that because um, you won't get your notifications and things like that to come on because we do this Monday through Friday at 7.30 p.m. Central Standard Time. 
Um, thank Appreciate you very much you. for your time. Sorry for uh, boring you. Um, no, no, you didn't bore us. Uh, it, it's not boring. It's just uh, we do have to, <laughs> to get to our last caller. But, again, yeah, that was great information. I did not know um, the information about the other statistics in other countries. And America should definitely uh, take a look at that. Us, us as citizens here should look at that and point that out all the time, opposed to repeating the narratives between the, you know, the two-party system. But, hey, Private, you're going to close that. What's up? Yeah, uh, a couple things I forgot because they were mentioning qualified immunity. If the police officer during the stop violates your rights or, say, someone's trying to trespass you on property and there's nothing that you've done illegally, you know, you're in a public place, uh, they can lose their qualified immunity if they know that they're violating your rights and what they're doing is illegal and you can attach yourself in a lawsuit to their uh, pension. Uh, another thing, if you are pulled out of your vehicle, they you know, place you in handcuffs or they're attempting to say, am I free to go or am I, am I being detained? And, and you just keep repeating that. Am I afraid to go? Or am I being detained? And if they, if you are being detained, you say, what am I being detained for? And then if it escalates to that, let's hopefully let's de-escalate, like the other gentleman said. If you are under arrest, what is the charge? You, you have to be very specific of what the charge is. And you can always do a FOIA request afterwards to get their body cameras if they do have it, which I hope they do. And I just wanted to go over that because that's pretty important during stops. And that's... Um, just to add on to what's going on in Vegas, um, Vegas had at whenever you do the the FOIA, the Freedom of Information Act, um, what they do is they give you all of the um, the the body cam. So this is this is the trick that they use to watch for an hour to watch the body cam is eight hundred bucks every hour to watch the body cam. So if they give you the body cam from and you can't, you, you can't fast forward. You can't do it. You got to sit back and watch the whole damn thing. So watching the body cam, yeah. you got to pay the 800 whenever they fought. They, they did, they, they shift and started their shift off. You got to watch all, all that footage and it's $800 per hour. So actually, so how many, Jesus, how many regular people that live check to check can actually pay $800 an hour for something that they have hours and hours and hours and extensive hours on the cam? And you do want to get a supervisor there as soon as possible if it does escalate and get their badge numbers and, uh, and their name and badge number because they are required under pretty much every department to identify themselves. If they fail to identify, that's uh, uh, they break their own code of, the, uh, of their department and they can get fired from my understanding. So they have to identify. They fail to identify. That's something you could also use against them. But try to de-escalate, and hopefully all this information can help. And you probably need a lawyer if you're going to get a FOIA request because $800 an hour is an awful lot of money. Oh, yeah, yeah. that's a lot of money. <laughs> Gee, that's a lot of money. That's crazy. But, Private, I'm so glad that we had you back up there to add those um, extra diamonds, bonus points. I appreciate you for coming up and, and sharing that with us. We are about to have some closing statements and close out real quick. So I have a favor to ask you guys who are on, like, um, Twitter, and we post that we're going to have a discussion on something, and then you see people in the comment section making comments. Do me a favor. Don't argue with them. Give them the link to the podcast and tell them to come on, on here and speak their truth. Because I'm sitting there watching 
I'll go and check and see because I'll get notifications that you guys have tagged and shared this podcast so people can come and listen. That is amazing. I appreciate y'all so much for doing that. And the more and more people that sees this podcast going down their timeline, that's huge. That's like that's like me when y'all tip. That's even more. That's bigger to me as well. Even if the show's over, share it on your social media podcast. We don't want to just be here talking to ourselves. Bring other people in. At least there was about 50 people in here earlier. If at least two of these people that are here today brings two people, we double. We can keep growing that way and have more people who have the information and can get the information out. So I do appreciate that. But, yeah, if you see someone in the comment sections on when we have a show and they want to just comment on it, like, here's the link to the podcast. See you there. Speak your truth there. So please do that. Again, the website is in the in the description section as well. Notpoliticalproperty.com. Make sure you are subscribed. We have groups. And if you want to lead a group in your area, um, a constitutionalist group, like you can set meetings and things like that, share pictures, videos, all kinds of stuff. When you're, what y'all are doing, showing what y'all are doing locally, uh, you have that opportunity to do that there on the website as well. And also there's a form if you want to type up something or want to get some information out, you can also share that on the podcast. Because everything that we, not podcast, the website, everything that we do, the podcast is a tool. The website's a tool. Everything we're doing, these are different tools to accomplish uh, the goals we're trying to um, achieve here. Um, but again, I appreciate every last one of y'all for being here. Y'all could be doing anything else on a Thursday evening, but y'all came here and we're here to have this discussion. Most of you guys say don't leave, and that's that's major. Um, you guys are the best audience in the world, I promise you. Now, you guys aren't really audience members because you guys are talking in the chat and sharing information. You guys are engaging you guys are the best, and I love you guys so, so much. Again, the show is Monday through Friday at 7.30 p.m. Central Standard Time. Every once in a while, we'll have something on the weekends, but um, right now, I don't have anything. But Shaka, you want to say anything else before we close out in the anthem? Um, Nope. Just I uh, appreciate everybody that gave us our, um, you know, lent, lent, <laughs> y'all lent us y'all ears and uh, came in. For those that didn't speak, uh, thank you for coming in and listening. For those that came up and spoke. Uh, we appreciate you as well. Uh, please share the room. Don't just come in here and listen. Please share the room. Um, you know, somebody might listen to it. If one person listens to it, then you uh, basically expose uh, one person to something that can actually, you know, ignite um, a movement or ignite just a train of thought to change. So um, I appreciate y'all. Uh, thank you for having me on, Donnie. Um, another week. I'll be back next week. Uh, hopefully nothing too crazy happens in these weeks, but you know, these days been like dog days. One day is seven years, um, <laughs> yes. you know, so it's like with, with all the craziness going on, but I appreciate you. Um, y'all have a nice night. I appreciate you too, you guys. All right. Here's the anthem. Bye. Created equal that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights. That among these are life, liberty and the pursuit of happiness. That to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men, deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed. That whenever any form of government becomes destructive of these ends, it is the right of the people to alter or to abolish it, and to institute new government, laying its foundation on such principles and organizing its powers in such form, as to them shall seem most likely to affect their safety and happiness prudence, indeed, will dictate that governments long established should not be changed for light and transient causes.
and accordingly all experience hath shown that mankind are more disposed to suffer, while evils are sufferable, than to right themselves by abolishing the forms to which they are accustomed. But when a long train of abuses and usurpations, pursuing invariably the same object evinces a design to reduce them under absolute despotism, it is their right, it is their duty, to throw off such government, and to provide new guards for their future security. You're tuning into The Constitutionalist with Donnie the Don. Don't be political property. Be free.